about the latest goings on and a few other things and air our points of view so to speak so um stone cold won't have us on yet so we've started our own one up fuck him <laughs> i'm rocco and i'm the cockney one apparently with us we got kurt wald christopher walker andrew evans and david lee yeah i mean how you all doing guys not too bad, thanks. Good, thanks. Good. Good. Right, so let's let's steam into it. Um, Royal Rumble. Um, Kurt, what did you think? Well, the actual the actual Rumble, I was disappointed in. To be honest, um, I, I think the um, there's two major talking points. I think obviously Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble, and second is the elimination of Daniel Bryan, which happened, you know. Uh, you know, really early. I think he was only in about 10 minutes, but he got eliminated way too soon. I think the obvious reason they did that was to try and lessen the blow, maybe, because if they had Daniel Bryan get eliminated late with Roman Reigns winning, I think it could have been a lot worse for him. That, well, that's what they were thinking anyway. But, yeah, I think it gave fans a bit of time to, you know, realise that Daniel Bryan wasn't going to win it because, obviously, that was the guy they wanted. I mean, Roman Reigns, t- yeah, I can see what people are saying that, you know, he's not ready to headline Mania and, you know, he's he needs a lot of work. But I look around and I, I just think because of the lack of options that they've got, you know, they've obviously put in stuck into him. But for me, it's, you know, may, maybe he's going to rise to the challenge, but it's just going to be interesting what, what they do with him now because he's going to headline into Mania as as a apparent face, but he's going to get booed out of the arena while the he or Brock Lesnar is going to get cheered and everyone's going to want him to win. So it's a bit of a strange one. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I thought it was a, a very average pay-per-view that peaked with the triple threat match. And then just after Daniel Bryan got eliminated, I was pretty much ready to go to bed. Um, I just think the, 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 the good thing about the Royal Rumble is there's usually about three or four guys who can win it. This year, there was two guys who could realistically win it. And one of them was eliminated before the halfway point. It was just a case of getting waiting for Roman Reigns to win it. The last two, um, the last three, when he was left with Big Show and Kane, two guys who, like, uh, I'm a, I'm a sort of a mark for Kane, but Big Show's useless. Kane hasn't really had any like great storyline. He's just been unlucky for the authority in recent months. So for them two to be left in the final three with Roman Reigns, it just didn't fill you with any hope. Dolph Ziggler was treated like a punk, um, Dean Ambrose was treated like a punk, Miz Dow was treated like a punk, and they were the only three guys who pretty much got a, a decent reaction after Daniel Bryan um, left in. They were just threw around by Big Show and Kane, and at the end it was just left for the hero, Roman Reigns, just to clear them out and go on to WrestleMania. But even the um, the little trick that they tried to pull with Rusev didn't work at all, did it? Because the crowd was all chanting, we want Rusev. I actually forgot he was still up there, to be honest. I thought he'd gone. And when they were chanting, I realised that he, something was up. You know, Michael Cole and the King were like obviously pretending that they couldn't hear that. And even when he came in, it was just a spear and he was gone. It was. I just think, you know, with Daniel Bryan and Ziegler getting eliminated really weakly, I thought, and... You know, Roman Reigns having the the rock came out, which I think obviously it was done to lessen the blow, but I think it actually worsened it to be honest, because he just had the rock come out to help him, and you know, I just thought it was a, a maybe they when they booked it they thought it looked good, but in, in reality it turned out pretty bad. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew, what, what what do you think? What what was your feelings? Um, pretty much echo what you guys already said. Uh, it was an average pay per view. Um, I really enjoyed the triple threat. 
I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, so um, the best best triple threat match yeah. of WWE I've ever put on, I think. Yeah, that's one of the best. That's going to go down as one of the best matches this year, I think. That's going to be that's going to be a contender definitely. All three put on a fantastic show. None of them came out of it looking weak. I think they all they all look pretty strong. Um, Seth pretty much proved that he's he's a main event he's a main event wrestler now. You know, he he I thought he was fantastic. Mm. Um, his his chemistry with Lesnar was was quality. Um, you know, I'm, the Rumble itself. Uh, you know, if you it started with bloody. Miz and R-Truth, you know. <laughs> awesome. And they didn't make no reference to Awesome Truth, neither. No, but you look at previous years, it started with Punk, hasn't it? It started with Rollins, you know, Brian's been there. And this year they start with R-Truth and, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, Brian, why even put Brian in there? If you're going to, if he's going to enter at 10, he's going to go out about 15, 16. Why, why even put him in for a 10 minute slot? Yeah. Why next for him to come back at the Rumble if you're not going to do anything with him? You know, it's it, and it, you know we all every, we all knew that Reigns was going to win this Rumble. You know, months in advance, they want him to headline WrestleMania. Uh, uh, it's he's just being force fed down our throats, to be honest. Yeah, uh, no one's. Mm. You know, he's. Uh, it, I think it's too early for him. You know, mm. I think what the best thing could happen to Reigns is. Is that he loses at WrestleMania? If they can keep Bro- uh, Brock, if they can sign him up for another contract, keep him for another year, you know, you know get Reigns to maybe lose this one, get Lesnar to retain, build Reigns up, you know, maybe beat Cena or someone at SummerSlam, carry him through a good momentum through the year, and maybe, maybe at next next year's WrestleMania, get him to take the title. But uh, I don't know. I like you said it, like Kurt said. Rusev was getting a bigger pop than, than yeah. you know, than Reigns. He wants a you know a Russian wrestler who's been having so much heat recently, you know, and the crowd was popping for him to take out Reigns. You know, I say much people is against Reigns headlining WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I, I just for me, I see like you know when um, the Rock debuted as Rocky might be, and he was he, uh, he was given a huge push. You know, he won the Survivor Series, he won the Intercontinental Title. The fans. You know, the wrestling fans don't seem to like it when, you know, a guy that they feel like they're being force-fed, this guy, you know, that he's great and he's going to be the star. They'd rather it happen, like, over time. Look at... Lex got another one. Yeah, when they tried to turn him into, you know, the next Hulk Hogan Hulk and push Hogan. him down the throat. But if you look at all the, the greats, I'd say, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, they, they all paid their dues to get to the top. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, you're not, it's not the wrestler's fault, but... That's what they feel. They they turn against it when he's being forced. And you know, like the Rock, he used that to his advantage. You know, he he used the heat that he was getting. Now I don't know if they're going to do the similar thing with Roman Reigns, but you know, maybe he he can turn it. But going into the WrestleMania, it's going to be tricky how they handle it. It's it's sort of um, sorry. It's it's sort of the. Well, I remember watching WrestleMania last year, and when Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker. I said then, Brock Lesnar can never be a face again. He can never get cheered by the crowd. And he's going to go into Mania a year later and he's just going to get cheered and Reigns is going to get booed. And that's just down to naive booking by the WWE. Well, the last couple of weeks, that the, the crowd have been... I mean, Brock, Brock has been booked pretty much like a face. Last Monday on Raw when he came out and the thing with um, Rollins and all that, he's come out... And he's been he's been very much you know like a face. So I, I, I see what you mean. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. But well, his win was like a face as well. The way he came, you know, from yeah. you know he came the out. He was out there. The yeah. was out there. He was done, wasn't he? Then he just came out of nowhere, and, and the crowd, you know, cheered. And that's that's you know the way that's happened. That's what the way it's going. And it's it's tough to see how they get out of it. But yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar's been, you know, he's got Heyman as his mouthpiece, but. For all the heat they get, they against a lot of the wrestlers they're facing, they're getting cheers as well. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced it's going to be Reigns and, and Lesnar. Just I reckon it's going to be more than that at WrestleMania. I think it could be a triple threat or even a fatal four way. I just I just don't think it'd be Reigns versus Lesnar. How can, how can how can you get Lesnar to Lesnar's not going to lose clean for a start? You don't go from beating Undertaker previous year to losing so. Using, I don't think he'll lose clean. If he drops a title, it's not going to be clean. I think we we all know that. 
Uh, I think if I'm, Brian goes into the match, though, they're just repeating the formula he done last year, and I, and I don't think Vince will want to do that. He, he's uh, the only. I, I, I don't want to triple. I, I just literally, I either want I want Brian being Lesnar, or I want, I, I'm happy to say Reigns being Lesnar, but I don't want another another like issue where Brian like facing someone in the opening show at Mania and it gets him in the main event because they done it last year. They should have just gone gone with Brian being Lesnar and he and he somehow got the win. That, that that's why I would have done it. Uh, I, I don't I, know if you guys saw down, but I think yeah. Triple H just teased, hasn't he, that there's, 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 he's going to announce something on Raw on Monday. Um, I, I don't know if that's to do with Reigns. I don't know if that's to do with WrestleMania or not. Um, I, I just, I just don't know. I just not, I'm just not convinced personally that it's going to be Reigns versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. I think there will be there will be another stipulation. It's the logic uh, they've got to use for the match, though, because like he, he was eliminated so early. So why does he deserve the shot ahead of someone like Kane or Big Show or Ziggler? It, it, it's, it's just, he's just booked them so weak at the Rumble. It's like David's yeah. just said, he shouldn't have even brought them back. They've rushed his comeback. And people at the Royal Rumble and people who bought the pay-per-view, a lot of them would have done it to see Daniel Bryan. And he was pretty much on the show for about seven or eight minutes. So I don't yeah. to, to go from booking them that week on, a, on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year to pretty just announcing on Raw that he's going to be like, somehow in the main events at WrestleMania. It's just going to defy logic. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I think the same as the other guys. Um, with regards to the Royal Rumble itself, it was a two-match show going into the pay-per-view. One delivered and then some. And the other one, the Royal Rumble match, I thought was very poorly booked. Even allowing for the fact that Daniel Bryan got eliminated early, I still thought it was a very poorly booked uh, rumble. Um, you have to understand, with regards to Daniel Bryan, Vince doesn't look at him as a top guy, and he, he never will. That's just the way it is. Um, and I think, like last year, they put him into the rumble, but they were kind of their hand was forced in a sense because they weren't accepting Batista as the, the main guy heading into WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan was getting all the reactions and as Chris said, they're not going to go down that road again this year. I think Vince will will, will probably say it's going down the well too many times putting Daniel Bryan in the main event as a triple threat. You're just repeating the same formula you did last year. From what I've read, I think they're going with Daniel Bryan versus Ziggler at WrestleMania, which will be a great match. Yeah, it'll steal the show. It'll, it'll steal the show, exactly, Chris. But, um, you know, it's not probably what the fans want. I don't think it will be a triple threat match at WrestleMania. I think what will happen is, I, obviously you're talking about Triple H's announcement on SmackDown. It's possible that Triple H could announce that Reigns is an authority guy and Heyman goes with um, Reigns as well. And Lesnar's the face because Lesnar has been booked as a face recently, as you said. The last uh, the last live show of Raw, Batista or Brock came out rather, and uh, he got a huge reaction. He destroyed the Authority. You know he's been booked as a face, so it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. But if they go into WrestleMania with the idea that Reigns is the face and Lesnar's the heel, uh, I don't see how that dynamic can possibly work. And apparently, something I did read the day after, I think, comments from Vince, as you say, basically saying that, you know, that's exactly what happened last year. They pushed uh, Batista as the as the big face. It was going to be Batista and Alton at, at Mania. It didn't work. Daniel Bryan was the was the crowd favourite. And they had to somehow shoe-on shoe him in to it at, at WrestleMania, which, you know, like, even last year was a little bit... You know, it's because he was so over it. Just it just about made it work. You know, beating Triple H and the thing wrapped round his shoulder, and then he comes in and rings. But I think Vince has already said they're not going to do that again this year. So, not or not. And, and if, you remember, if you remember as well, after he won the title at WrestleMania, he still wasn't really pushed as the premier star of the company. I mean, he was in a few again, which was going nowhere prior to the Daniel Bryan's injury, and I think. What they look at Brian as well, like um, he's I think he's what 35, 34, about that, and he's probably one bad bump away from a career ending injury, so they don't look at him at all as a 
reliable, um, consistent guy who who's going to remain injury free. That's why they're going to look towards guys like Reigns. And I agree, Reigns isn't ready yet. I think, I think he can be a, like a capable main event guy, but you know he's not going to be a game changer or anything. But as he stands now, um, he's, he's. I don't think he is ready for the main event. Especially, they're not helping his case either with you know some of the material that they've been giving him. The scripted promos they've been giving him has just been really, really bad. And even the way, you know, after he won the Raw Rumble on this week's SmackDown, you know, he was against the Big Show, which, you know, it was never going to be a very good match. The crowd were pretty dead throughout, apart from the boos, I'd say. It, it just, you know, you think the Raw Rumble winner would be, you know, getting the huge momentum now, but, you know, putting him in a match like that just seemed, it's just strange booking from from my point of view. And I just think, you know, like I said earlier, having The Rock came out to try and a bit of damage limitation, it, it just made everything worse, I think. And it just, you know, I just think he looked weak. He, he won the Rumble by the two big, goons you know arguing with each other basically and then he had to have the rock come out and basically save him and i just i think the guy who wins the rumble should should be looking good head you know after winning it and looking and heading into mania i just don't think he looks that way at the moment yeah i think the, the worst thing about the rumble was that no one came out looking strong not one pair no. maybe maybe bray Wyatt done okay yeah, yeah. but 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 yeah. he was he was to, to stay in the rumble so long he was just tossed over the ropes like yeah. he meant nothing and all the way through it, like, like there was no good comeback. DDP, I don't know why they used him. Um, but Bubba Ray, he come back as Bubba Ray Dudley when when he's just spent like the last two years in TNA as one of the best characters as Bully Ray. And we know Vince isn't going to recognise that. But when someone's over in another company, bring them in as that guy. Just, 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 just swallow your pride for once and bring him in as that guy. He looks stupid. It was like it was like the last two years that he was back wearing the glasses. And, and the stare and stuff like that. It just didn't work. And you had Curtis Axel just get absolutely. Uh, he should have just asked for his release the next morning because he's just going nowhere to walk into the rumble like that and just get. Uh, Eric Rowan is meant to be a face and he's acting like a heel and 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 he, and he just does that. Rusev has been built as a monster and he hides under the ring until it's all over. It was just not made sense in that rumble. I was expecting Hogan to come out, rip his flag up, and you know kick out of his finisher and then pin him. You know, they they <laughs> sorted Rusev a bit, didn't they? As you say, building him up as, as the... But I, I did read somewhere that, you know, they reckon obviously Vince booked it and Vince is high on reigns, but it, it was all, as you were saying, about with Kane and Big Show being the final two, it, it was all very, like, it could have been the Royal Rumble 1990. It was all very... It was, I, don't, I don't know if you agree, but... Like, when we was kids, if you used to watch it back then, when it was WWF, you see the weekly shows on Sky where it was just full of squash matches. You never see Hogan on it. He didn't wrestle. It wasn't until I started to get into it more that I realised that there was, like, house shows. I thought the only wrestling they ever done was at the main events. It wasn't until I realised that they was wrestling every day, but it just wasn't on telly. Um, but... That, 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 the end of that Royal Rumble was very, like, corny, like, you know, the, the, the new young superstar, you know, muscly, good, good guy comes out and, you know, against all the odds, beats these two absolute huge baddies. You know, it was all a bit 1990. But the thing is now, people in general, you know, and wrestling fans, and if it, because of, you know, social media and, and everything else, Everyone knows what's going on, and everyone knew that The Rock was was there, and everyone knew that The Rock was coming out, and everyone knew that Reigns was being pushed and was going to, you know, if it wasn't Brian, if they didn't throw some sort of curveball, that Reigns was going to win it, you know. And I think that's where the the, the fans are, are, and it might be a bad thing, they're a bit too smart now for WWE to push. push It's it's a different audience now, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. The fans nowadays are much more sophisticated, as you say, um, and you know, it, like as, it just going back to my original point, the rumble itself was just very poorly booked. I mean, the final three were Reigns, as you say, and then Kane and Big Show. No, no one in their right mind, when it came out to those final three, thought Reigns wasn't going to win. So, <laughs> yeah, I, and then that's and that's of course uh, forgetting about Rusev, but you know, Rusev came in at the end. But you know, Kane and the Big Show as the adversaries to Reigns. At the end, I mean, you know, it was all so predictable. It was very, very curious booking. It reminded me of the um, 
Elimination Chamber back in, what was it, 2006, when Chris Masters and Carlito were the last two in, in the Elimination Chamber, along with John Cena, you know, just... No Too one, obvious. Yeah, exactly, no one bought those guys as a threat, no one bought Big Sean Kane as a threat. I mean, I, I can understand to a degree why they got rid of Brian so early, because... They, I think Vince had it in his mind that if they get rid of Brian early, the fans will vent, but they'll get it out of their system by the yeah. time Vince comes out. But they just didn't. They backfired very badly. And it was the wrong city as well to do that in. Like, Philadelphia are notorious for being, like, very smart and very vociferous. Uh, you know, it's, it's the old uh, ECW culture, isn't it? And the atmosphere in the crowd was just, it was totally flat, wasn't it? The whole rumble, there was just no atmosphere at all. And it just made it even worse. It died after Brian went out. Uh, it came alive for Ambrose and Ziggler, but then they got tossed like they were nothing as well, which that, that didn't help. I couldn't believe when Brian went out. I, I thought it was a botch or a blue spot or something like that. I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe they'd do that to him. Just so early. like I said, you, you've brought him back. He's cut a big emotional promo. He's announced himself in the Royal Rumble. Why just put him in for ten minutes? It was, it was just ridiculous booking and. Like, just even if you would have, you could have set a feud up between Brian and someone else. That Ziggler and Brian feud, you could have set that up. You could have had Ziggler turn on Brian towards the end of the rumble and just eliminate him. Turn Ziggler heel, have him feud with Brian going into Mania, and then Reigns as the winner there. But it, it just you you knew after like contestant number eleven had come out that it was a, it was Roman Reigns as Royal Rumble, and that really shouldn't happen. No, I, I mean I I am um, I sat there my um. My two boys, I've ordered the network, so one of them's been watching all the Royal Rumbles. Not in all day, he's been, you know, backwards from last year. He's watched a few. So they love a Royal Rumble. Um, so I kept off of, of Twitter all day. Thought, you know, sit, when I get in from school, we sit down, we watch it together. We did. We all watched it. And, it, you know, I was calling it as it was coming, you know, like, you know, or obviously I didn't know Bubba Ray was coming out, but he come out, um, Obviously, they used our truth instead of getting Devon in. So you know that that, that was um that was a uh, all right. You could see why that that was you know because they always do like a couple of comedy angles. And obviously, Bray was being pushed strong, throwing people out. And you knew. And I was saying to him, right, someone else crap will be out in a minute. Someone else rubbish will be out in a minute. You know, wait a minute. Don't, someone will be out. Someone big will be out. And I thought because Brian and and um, Bray have had. You know, they did have a few before. I thought, you know, they'll probably it'll probably be um, Brian, and it was. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I didn't see, I didn't know that he was going to. But as soon as he got thrown out, and I think that's where the thing, the apathy comes from the audience. That, as you say, then as soon as Brian got thrown out, you knew. I mean, I thought it might have been Brian. You know, in the old days, it would have been Brian Reigns. Ambrose, I don't know, maybe Ziggler or, or Bray as the final four to leave that suspense there. But as you say, as soon as Brian went out, you know, you knew, you knew, and, and the crowd knew, and you know. Yeah, it's just like Christopher said, though. It's just like you've got a lot of fans who are invested in Daniel Bryan, who, you know, have followed the story. You know, the underdog, you know, who was told he couldn't do it. To have him just tossed out like, he, you know, he was just a jobber. You know, I just think, that what's the point? You know, if you're going to have him eliminated, make it for a reason. You know, build something up. If you look at previous rumbles, you know, 97, when you had, you know, Austin thrown out, but he snuck back in and, you know, created a, a few down the line. You know, have something to have fans to, you know, look up look onto and you know look forward to something but just have him tossed out you like well you know you followed the story and he's just been thrown out and like Bray Wyatt I mean he he had a really good rumble and then he, he just gets tossed out like nothing same as Dolph Ziggler there, there was they were just tossed out so easy it just it was very strange Ziggler is depressing as well because at Survivor Series they booked him to look like a million dollars and you thought after that maybe that his career could crack on but as you say he got tossed out like he was nothing at the rumble so I don't know where he's going that's a problem they've got at the moment with the stop-start booking and yeah. like, like Cesaro, he's been a victim of it. Um, Dolph Ziggler, as you said, Jack Swagger, he had a little boom period in the summer when, and he was getting over with it. To be fair, when he was facing Rusev, but it's literally if you're not changing the ratings in a space of few weeks, they're not prepared to take any time with storylines. The authority were um, they're literally their run was over because the ratings suffered a little bit, which they usually do around December. They just brought the authority back and. 
it's just he will he won't take the time the storyline if it's not getting the instant effect if it's not making a big impact straight away oh we'll just scrap that and we'll go back to what we know Cena versus an authority figure or something like that and, and, and it's strange why they would think that because it, you know if you look at their past and all the successes they've had with certain guys it's took them a while to you know get over and you know and storylines have developed from there and then they've just had you know so many different things that they've built on but it's like now they're just giving up this trying something giving it up trying something then just forgetting about it that's that's never going to work that's not the WWE how they used to act you know that's more like what WCW used to do and that's why they ended up so bad it's just you know, Vince has always been usually good at, you know, seeing something and letting it go and letting the guys be creative and seeing where it goes. But now it's just, they're just too quick to pull the plug. And, that, and that's what I mean. That's that's what it's, um, it's a bit like, a, you know, not it's a bit like a football team. Like when they're not doing well, you get rid of the manager. And as you say, your new manager comes in. And if it doesn't work straight away, you know, if there ain't instant results, and they're not selling loads more t-shirts, then, you know, then, then they get the bullet. And, and you know, sometimes it, it's, you can't keep changing. You can't, as you say, Cesaro last year got a massive push. Do you know what I mean? Threw the big show over, won that battle royal at WrestleMania, picked the big show up, threw him over. And, and you know, three or four months later, you know, he's on Friday Night Heat or whatever, you know, like, Turned into Tito Santana, hasn't he? He's, he's <laughs> you know, he's, um, I, I mean, what I did think was, that, you know, because this talk of um, Brian and Ziggler, who are both faces, as you say, with an, like, what they could have done is had Brian and Ziggler sort of team up in the Rumble, throwing, gradually eliminating all these big baddies, and then right near the end, Ziggler, you know, throws Brian out, you know, and then sort of like looks at him and says, "Well, it's every man for himself." And they could have had a built a built a, a, up to a match at WrestleMania without without either of them being bat uh, like a, a heel. You know, they could have sort of like built it up over that, a bit like they did with Hogan and Warrior. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They've done that before as well. They just say with Hogan Warrior, they did set it up, set up WrestleMania matches in the Rumble before with. Uh, Brock Lesnar go up or sure, Michaels and Kurt Angle as well. Angle, exactly, you know. So they, there's no reason why they couldn't have done it. Um, I mean, they did. They did try to make Bray Wyatt look strong, and you know that's fair enough. But Bray Wyatt's not going to wish uh, Daniel Bryan. From what I read, it's supposed to be Bray Wyatt against the Undertaker if the Undertaker comes back. So that's why they're going to keep Bray strong for the moment. I He's think. I think. I think if Ziggler and if Ziggler and Bryan fight at the Rumble. Um, at Mania, sorry, I think they'll get given about 10, 12 minutes and it'll open the show. Because I think Vin, he knows they're over with the Mark fans and they're pretty much only fighting each other because they are, along with Seth Rollins, they're probably the, they're the three best wrestlers in the company, I think. And I just think Vince will all want it to be all about Roman Reigns. He'll want it to be about Brock Lesnar, John Cena, The Undertaker, Bray Wyatt. And he's not going to give the two best guys in the company a spot like that. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Reigns does remain face going into Mania and ends up beating Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't be surprised if Rollins uh, set cashes, Rollins, in. cashes in. And that sets, yeah. that sets up your next feud then, because if Brock does leave the company, you you know obviously you can't continue with the Reigns and Brock program. So that sets up uh, Ray, uh, Rollins oh. against Reigns. I think, yeah, I think they started to build Rollins as like the, the, the number one heel in the company. And if he does cash in against Reigns at Mania, he's going to get cheered. He's going to get absolutely cheered all the way outside the building. He'll, he'll become a face in one night. Yeah, it'll be like uh, when Stone Cold uh, turned heel. At, on, on the rock. Yeah. yeah, everyone cheered, you know. But it's like with having Heyman screw over, but maybe you know, then you, you, you give Reigns the, the mouthpiece that he needs because he needs someone to talk for him. And maybe they can look at that angle, you know, because Brock's, it's to break Brock, it's the way he's looking on stop, but it's going to need something, you know, a bit out there to do it. I, I, I think that's what, I think that's what will happen, Kurt. I think yeah. uh, uh, Reigns will turn and Brock will be the face. That They're, they're going to have to because it's, it's not the, the, the uh, dynamic of Reigns as the face and Brock as the heel. It's not going to work. Not at the moment, anyway, it doesn't look like. Well, I mean, I mean, I was thinking. I mean, obviously, we, we'll get onto that in a second. All these the, the rumored matches for WrestleMania, but um, you know, they're saying they're now saying 
Brian versus Ziggler. And really, that's only because, um, basically, that, that's who's left. If, if they're going to have Triple H and Sting, if they're going to have Bray and Taker, if they're going to have Cena and Rusev, and they're going to have Reigns and Lesnar, you know, there's no one else, you know, really for them to fight. And, uh, I mean, as, as you said earlier, like, they are really over. And I think that, I mean, looking back on past WrestleManias, you know, I mean, looking back on 7 and 8, <laughs> looking back on 7 and 8, they had, um, they had sort of like sort of two main events. 8 was the first one where they classed it as two main events. But obviously 7 had the career-ending match. And they put, that, they put one of them on midway through, and then obviously the Hogan match was on at the end. So, you know, whenever they put that, I did say to uh, John Canton, uh, John Ripley, you know, because we're not like um, WWE in the old days. We don't mention that there is other podcasts, you know, you know, that do exist and do a very good job, you know, like the excellent Inside the Ropes and that. There are, you know, might not be as good as ours, but, you know, there are others that exist. Um, cheap plug there. Um, but whenever they put that Brian Ziegler on, I think we all agree it's going to be probably the best match. They're going to get the biggest cheer. And basically everything after that could be a bit of a graveyard as the Royal Rumble was. So I'm thinking deep down, Vince ain't a silly man. This is the biggest show of the year. He's got to do... It's got. I mean, we're all sitting in there thinking, oh, well, it's going to end up... It's going to be boring if... You know, the end of WrestleMania is Roman Reigns pinning Brock Lesnar. You know, the crowd, everyone's going to be booing. And so they must have something in mind. Um, as you say, a, a Rollins cashing. But when you look at it, you think it's quite predictable. But there is a lot of imponderables. I mean, like Lesnar's contract apparently doesn't run out till the night after WrestleMania. So there is talk that he could retain it but then lose it the following night so there is stuff they could do you know as regards to Rollins cashing in or you know because they're saying at the moment there's too many faces and not enough heels you know um you know seen as a face Reigns is a face Ziggler Brian Taker Sting um What's his name? Anyway, there's loads. Alton, Alton was rumoured to come back at the Rumble. He's going to come all, back. All, all will fight Rollins at Mania, I think. Yeah. That's exactly. I think, I, I think Mania will be a knife for the faces, me, because Rusev's not going to go over Cena. I hope Bray Wyatt goes over The Undertaker, but I can't see it. I hope, I, I think Reigns is going to go over Lesnar. Sting's going to go over Triple H. Brian's definitely going to go over against Ziggler. Whether he books Ziggler as a heel or a face, I don't know. But I think Brian will definitely go over in that match as well. So I can just see him a big knife for the faces. The, the match that interests me is Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. Because I just think... The, I don't know how long Undertaker's got left at Mania. The, the one, if, he's, if he's got about three or four Manias left in him, which I don't think he has... I'd book him on a losing streak now. I'd give him about three or four losses at Mania and then come back with a win and, and then just retire. But it, it's a strange one, that. It, 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 I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think Wyatt benefits from a, a loss. Um, I think Taker is just pretty much ruined as an attraction at Mania if he loses to, to Bray Wyatt. So that's the match that intrigues me if it does go ahead. We've not really mentioned that Seth, you know, he's coming off that great <laughs> match at the Rumble. Uh, he's got to be involved in WrestleMania. I don't think he's just going to be there to cash in. He's he's got to be, you know, he's he's got to be in a match. I think. Uh, I, th- I think he'll move to Orton on the card. You reckon it'll be against Orton, do you? Yeah, definitely. Randy Orton will come back uh, probably sometime in between now and Fastlane. Do you think we'll see Sheamus back? As a as WrestleMania, a, as, as a heel, heel, apparently. Yeah. As yeah, maybe maybe in some sort of battle royal match or. Money in the bank or something like that as a surprise entrance, something. But there's always that filler match at WrestleMania, and I think we'll probably see Sheamus in that. But I think the card pretty much writes itself at the moment. Um, 
do you, um, I've just been thinking. Sorry to interrupt, mate. Sorry, but do you think that it all is possible that Seth Rollins, because he's you know he's with the authority. Do you think that he could actually cash his money in the bank in to, to be actually in the main event? It, you know, do you think he could give give that and say, look, I want I want in on this match. Here's the briefcase. Let's make it triple threat. Because it, Seth... it wouldn't it wouldn't be a heel thing to do. I think I think they like him as like the heel in the company, and it's sort of a face to do that. Something John Cena's done when he when he cashed in mm-hmm. against CM Punk. I, I, I just don't really. What a heel if he's going to have the briefcase should really wait till the end of the match when a wrestler's made a big effort, sneak in, and then just pretty much become a bigger heel. Mm. Like Edge done against John Cena the very first time he cashed in. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Cheers, fair comment. It's it's quite interesting because, as I say, with the fact that Lesnar's contract, I mean, I think think it's safe to assume, guys, we all think that um, if... Lesnar does go back to UFC or Shagging Sable, whatever he, you know, prefers to do, if he don't renew the contract, that um, Rollins is going to then jump ship to Heyman and leave the authority. So, you know, if, if let's, you know, it's all hypothetical. Let's say Lesnar goes and Rollins jumps ship, then the authority need a guy. They need their guy. Well, it obviously ain't going to be Alton because they've just gone through that and he's just left them and he's coming back as a face. So you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, you know, who could they adopt as their guy? As you say, could, could it be... Right? I mean, it's quite... You know, I mean, they're not stupid. They don't want the end of WrestleMania being to a half-full stadium with everyone booing. That that You know, there'll be some sort of, whether it's whether Lesnar wins or, or whether Rollins wins and the crowd are all booing and then Rollins comes out and cashes in, you know, I think there is... And then obviously that big... The roar the next night, they normally set up. They use that as a, you know, to set up sort of like the rest of the year. So I think it is quite interesting. I think, you know, they're not stupid. I think they know that they need the fans to... This is their big spotlight to... to sort of like push someone and if they don't think that Reigns is is getting it I think you know put it past them to do something a bit bit left field what what do you think David what do you think well it'd be interesting to see what Brock does I mean if he is going to leave or if he's going to stay I mean I, I think he's using the UFC as leverage for a better deal with the WWE um I don't know if he does want to go back. I mean, he's 38 now. Um, he hasn't been in the UFC for quite a long time. So, I don't know. Maybe he does want to go back and see what he has left. But I suspect he is using the UFC somewhat as leverage to get a better deal. Because he's not going to get the same deal that he did when he first signed. Because, obviously, the WWE have lost a lot of money on the network. They've had a lot of budget cuts since then. So um, Lesnar knows this. He's not stupid. He's a very savvy businessman. So he's using that as leverage. I don't know if he if he will leave. I mean, if he doesn't leave, what they could do at WrestleMania is they could do the double turn at Mania. They could have uh, Heyman turn on Lesnar in the main event and have Reigns win, and then Heyman goes with Reigns, similar to what they did a couple of year, a few years ago at Survivor Series. If you remember when Heyman turned on Lesnar and he joined the Big Show, you know. They could do that. As you said, there's a lot of a uh, lot of possibilities they can go with, uh, which makes it interesting. I don't, I don't think it's um, as predictable as people say. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, interesting things that can happen between now and Mania. It wouldn't surprise me to see a similar ending to the Royal Rumble, like The Rock just coming out, raising um, Reigns' hand with the title and stuff like that. It's just, it, it's 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 so basic booking that that Vince just tends to use a lot and. You probably see it as some sort of mania moment, but I think post mania, I think Lesnar won't be around for a bit. Um, I think he'll probably, if he is going to stay with WWE, you'll probably see him again around SummerSlam. I think Reigns will go into a feud with Rollins. I think um, Rollins will still be the authority guy. 
and he'll feud with Reigns. I don't know who'll have the title because it depends whether Rollins cashes in. But I can see Paul Heyman becoming a mouthpiece for someone else while Brock Lesnar's absent. I don't know who he'll choose. I'd like to see someone from NXT get added to the roster and maybe Heyman go with them. Um, but it's just, as I said, there's loads of possibilities between now and Mania. But I do think it'll be Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins who comes out of Mania with the title. What do you think Triple H's announcement would be on Monday? I haven't read anything about it. Well, he's saying that the announcement is going to be to a groundbreaking that will shake it to the core. It's it's it, to clear up the controversy of the Royal Rumble. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what the controversy is. The contro- the only controversy thing really was that well, it ain't even controversy was that Rusev jumped back in, but he'd been gone through the middle rope. So that that's not really. I think it's going to be Axel is shot. It might be that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's going to be something stupid. It's not going to be nothing to do with what people are thinking. It's just going to be nothing, and you know, something to do with Curtis Axel saying, you know, just as a joke or so. I just think it's getting people to watch Raw. I, I just don't see it being anything big. Yeah, I, I can I, I can see that, Kurt. I, I I really can. I mean, maybe what... maybe with Vincent Mantan, us there's one million subscribers on the network again. <laughs> <laughs> What what do you um yeah I mean it's, it's I think they got see and all, as well I mean I, I didn't see catch SmackDown but obviously but because Raw was cancelled it hasn't given them a, a chance to see whether the booing of Reigns was just a was just because of a smart crowd or or whether it whether it is a because I have read for the past few weeks that you know he started to get a few boos and people saying well he's promo the shit and you know it's it's but they didn't get the chance because the night after normally the night after a pay-per-view like the crowd are quite you know up for it we but we haven't had a chance yet to see you know i suppose it'll change the he got booed on SmackDown, didn't he? Yeah, he got he got booed against the Big Show. I mean, the crowd was pretty dead and that. But I think if they're banking on it just being the Philly crowd, you know, being the you know wanting to be different, you know, I think they're making a big mistake. I think that would have went down at most play most arenas, to be honest. And I think they're going to see that he, he's going to get booed. And it's that's why I think you know maybe he could use it to his advantage. But if they're pushing him as a face, I think it's going to be a very tough job for him, to be honest. But it's a, it's a case of it's a case of monkey see monkey do, isn't it? I mean, okay, he wasn't booed going into the rumble, but you know, after that reaction, other arenas are going to follow suit, aren't they? It happened with Batista yeah. last year as well. Yeah, going back to two thousand six when it first started happening with John Cena too. Yeah, exactly. I think what happened Cena was um, he he was on SmackDown first, wasn't he? And that was a tape show, so they could edit out all of his botches and all of his mistakes. But when he went on Raw and all his matches were live, I think people could see he wasn't quite ready at that time to be the um, the premier star of the company. And that's when the backlash started. I think in fairness to Cena, since then, I think he has improved in the ring. But uh, you know, that's another story. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I mean, does any of you, did any of you, or, you know, I'll say this, did it, does anyone feel a bit sorry for Roman Reigns. Did anyone watch that Royal Rumble and thought, there's a bloke out there trying to do his job, trying to portray his, his acting, basically, and everyone is just, like, basically laughing at him. And, you know, um, did anyone feel any sort of like... Because it, it's not his fault. He doesn't go in there and decide that I, he I, wants I, to I felt no sympathy, but I really didn't give him any blame. It wasn't his fault. Um, I suppose you could sympathise in that position. The reaction he got, he's pretty much done nothing to, to earn that reaction. Um, I think it just, it literally does just come down to, to bad booking, not listening to what the crowd wants, not learning the lessons from the last Royal Rumble, and pretty much just trying to force-feed someone who isn't ready for the top spot down people's throats. And the sooner they realise they can't do that, um, it's not the 1980s no more it's not the early 90s no more the sooner they realise they can't do that then I think they'll do, have a better product Yeah I, I, I did feel sympathy for him somewhat because I think he has been put in an uh, invidious position yeah. I mean he's been 
he's been given some really horrible material to work with. I mean, did you see his promo against the Big Show a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about the magic beans, Jack and the Beanstalks, and some stupid analogy? You know, like, what in the name of Christ do you talk about? There's, there's just some wrestlers who they shouldn't really be near a mic, really, should they? They, sh- they need someone to talk for them, and I think he's one of them. I mean, maybe he'll improve, but, you know, some guys are got it, you know, guys at The Rock, you know, that put... Yeah, the, with, sorry to uh, interrupt there, Kurt. Yeah, the, the thing about The Rock was... He could be given lousy material as well, but he can mm. make it work because he's The Rock. I mean, but unfortunately, you know, the guys like The Rock come along once in a lifetime. Um, Roman Reigns, I think he he is charismatic. I mean, I saw his um, 2K15 press conference. There was a few wrestlers there. Roman Reigns was one of them. And, you know, the guy has a lot of charisma and he has a lot of likability about him. But you know, he can't read from a scripted promo. If you're giving him, you know, you're, you're making him... Be someone he's not, effectively. And all the best wrestlers throughout the generations have been extensions of, of themselves. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, The Rock is The Rock. Uh, Stone Cold is Stone Cold. You know, they're exaggerated versions of the real-life uh, uh, personas. Even McFoley, he didn't really get over till he become himself as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's trying to make Reigns be another John Cena with all the corny promos and stuff. And, you know, look, it, it worked for Cena. You know, he, Cena, you know, love him or hate him. He has a devoted fan base that are under, I don't know, 14, 13, but, you know, they're there. And it's not going to work. As you, I mean, you mentioned Lex Luger earlier on. They tried to make him be another Hulk Hogan, and that didn't work. You know, you should try try something new. Try it yourself. Don't try and be, don't try and be something else. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I, 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 um, I mean, we'll have this discussion another day about... Cena, but uh, uh, again, I mean, uh, from what I read and hear, you know, back in the day, back in the, the you know, old days, especially in the WCW days, Hogan and Hall and Nash, they they was part of the booking team and they booked themselves to win all these, you know, so you had some poor storylines, but I mean, nowadays, obviously Vince is in total charge and, you know, he's got his team of bookers and, you know, I would imagine Triple H and Stephanie have a say, so you know, Reigns didn't go in there and say, right, I want the push, you know, this is what I want to do, have them two in the, you know, this is coming from someone else, he's, but he's acting, yeah, he's out there acting, and as you say, if the audience ain't believing the, 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 the character, they've just not bought into it. No. Uh, and the same with Cena, and, and I, I, again, I feel sorry for Cena, because, you know, he, he's a good guy, he's clean, he, he's, you know, he does his job, yeah, he might not be the best, you know, he might botch the odd move, but he's always there, he's never left to, to you know, and said, I'm going to Hollywood and see you later, you know, I, I, he seems like a good guy from what I see of him on, you know, other programs and things like that, and yeah, the storylines, it does get a bit repetitive, but what I was going to say, the point I was going to say was, as like with this thing with Reigns, you know, the crowd took it out on Reigns by booing him, and, and, and then obviously straight afterwards there was the hashtag cancel the WWE network. But Reigns ain't to blame for that. He, he didn't book it. So how can the fans take out their, show their displeasure without actually booing the, the wrestlers that are out there on the on the pitch? You get what I mean? How can the fans... I, I think they can only do it. By booing Reigns, you know, uh, even though the booing Reigns, in essence, they're basically telling the booking team, "This is yeah. shit, and this is what we think of your booking." I think Reigns is just a lightning rod that's out there who's got to take it. Because I totally agree, he, he hasn't asked for the push, but you, as soon as he debuted with the Shield, I think he's the worst of the, of the trio. Me, I do. I, I think I think Rollins is better. Mm. I think Ambrose is better, and not just better wrestlers. I think the better characters as well. I think he's the worst of the trio, and he's pretty much been pushed as the main man. Rollins was meant to be, Ambrose. He was always going to get over with this Steve Austin, Brian Pillman gimmick that he's. I just don't see the likeness at all. But Rollins was the one who I worried about. But ever since he turned heel, and that was the right decision to turn him heel, he had to have the rub with someone else, and he's just gone from strength to strength. He's took the ball, he's went with it. But I think Reigns now. He's the guy who they've pretty much had the high hopes for since day one. He's got that look that Vince is like. He's a big guy, 
Um, and it still is land of the Giants, no matter what anyone says. Vince is always going to push the bigger guys. He's been pushing Big Show now since 1999 to pretty much no fanfare at all in the last couple of years. And it, it still is the land of the Giants. And Reigns fits that criteria that Vince likes. Well, that's that's another question. Is Vince out of touch? Yeah, definitely. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Did, did, did That Warrior documentary you told me to watch, David, did you see where Warrior's backstage with Vince and he says... In the 80s, every wrestler was bigger than you, but now you're bigger than all them. Did you mm-hmm. see that bit? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just, he, he still pushes these big guys, and, and, and he's obsessed with them. He really is obsessed with them. Well, even going back to what uh, I think it was Kurt was saying about the end of the Rumble, I mean, that's just typical uh, Vince's mentality, isn't it? You know, have your main guy, your superhero, go up against two giants and a Russian. You know, it's just, that's just, that's just, uh, that's Vince's way of thinking. And that worked back in the 80s, 90s, but you're you're catering to a different audience now. I mean, it's 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 Vince, you know, Vince, the main guy. I mean, you they have all these writers and they have the creative team and they have Triple H, but it all comes down to Vince. If he doesn't like something, he'll make the team rewrite it and he'll reject it. I mean, it's no coincidence that NXT is all Triple H and that's a much better booked wrestling show. I mean, OK, it's an hour show every week. It's, you know, it's. It's catering to a different audience, a limited uh, limited audience, but it's still a much more enjoyable show. Um, Raw, it's kept simple. It's kept simple. It's kept simple, Chris. And, and, and Triple H was asked about it himself, and he said he books a wrestling show how for how he would enjoy it. You know, he writes a wrestling show to see for, for enjoy it, how he would enjoy it as a wrestling fan. And that's it. You know, I, I, we're all wrestling fans, and so we all know um, what we like and, you know, what we've been getting on Raw for the last couple of months uh you know it isn't resting that's you know it's, it's been rubbish quite frankly the contracts are one of the best bits of tv i've seen on blue tv i don't know if any of you've seen it with kevin steen signing the contract with Sami Zayn. yeah so simple no one went through the table no pull apart bro or nothing like that just simple a simple promo simple storyline and that, that'll probably be the best wwe match this year if it's allowed to be and they're real people, Chris. You're yeah. a people that you can invest in emotionally. What you're seeing from Reigns in the last couple of months, you know, you, you just know it's a phony. It's a guy pretending to be someone he's not. Uh, but guys like Steen and uh, Sami Zayn and uh, other guys like that, you know, these are real people that guys that fans can uh, get emotionally invested in. Is anyone looking forward to the Roman Reigns Lesnar contract signing, which is no doubt coming up? In a few weeks, as you say, Chris, that the contract signings have, you know, have been done to death, really, haven't they? Yeah, it's. I can't remember the last good, the, 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 the probably the best, the best contract sign I've ever seen on Raw was probably CM Punk and John Cena when Triple H and John Laurinaitis were standing there. Um, they went a bit too much um, on the inside the trail um, speaking about things that only really diehard wrestling fans would know about kids who were there just for the night with the, the, the mums and dads wouldn't really have a clue what they were talking about but it was kept real Punk made references about John Cena wanting to be a bodybuilder and Cena was talking about Punk being held back and Punk, Punk was a real character that, that's why I come off and, and John Cena I'm a, I'm a John Cena fan me I think he gets a lot of unfair credit but for years he, he hasn't really gone out there to make someone else look as good well, you know, he hasn't really gone out there to to make he hasn't elevated as many people as what he should have he's been a main eventer now since pretty much Wrestlemania 21 when he beat JBL for the title and in that time I think it's only pretty much Edge and I'd say CM Punk who he's really like, put on the same level as him And but he, he done it with Punk that night during that contract signing and that's the last one I can remember. They're just tedious now, but the one on NXT was great. It was it was real, and you just felt it. William Regal doing it. It was, it was just so different, and, and it was refreshing to see. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I've got that to watch. I, I'm, I'm, admittedly, I haven't caught that yet. I've got that to watch. But, um, yeah, no, NXT is, is, as you say, because Triple H is... In charge of it, and Vince saying, you know, it's 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 seen as the sort of, and I mean, I always said that obviously the worst thing they ever did was was cull all the competition, and not only because it, it sort of like 
forces you to, to, to you know, up your game. But you can also build people, you know, to a different set of fans. And then, and then you can always bring them over. You know, it's very hard to build someone on, on, on Raw each week. In, you know, build them up from, from the start. I mean, if we all remember... And NXT, NXT is essentially the competition to WWE now. That that's the thing. Like, and and anyone they bring through from NXT, there's no surprise element there because you've been pretty much watching them for the last whatever months or whatever years you've been watching them there for. When Jericho turned up for Raw on the first night, the surprise element. Everyone knew he'd signed, but it was just brilliant to see a guy from another company just turn up on Raw and look that good. That that'll never happen. They'll never. They won't bring anyone in. The only guy from TNA they probably bring in to look that good would be Kurt Angle. But I think as long as Triple H is in charge, Angle isn't going to get that 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 last run that he deserves. I don't think. I wouldn't mind seeing Angle have one last run. But the guys they're going to bring up now, they're only going to be from NXT. And you've pretty much seen it. No one's going to come from Ring of Honor and come into WWE straight away. They're all going to get shipped off down to NXT. Work and have developmental for a month, build themselves up there, work how to work the WWE style down there when they've been pretty much the best wrestlers in the world in ROH for the however many number of years before. And they're just going to get brought up to the roster as the same guys you've been watching on NXT for the last few months or the last few years. I think that's why Lesnar is so great, isn't he? I mean, he just looks different and he has a different style to everyone else in the roster. He has, he has this aura about him where you just look at him and go, he's not the same. As any other guy in that roster, I mean, yeah. there's as you said, the NXT is pretty much the WWE developmental system now. And it's the competition. It's the competition. I feel. Yeah, it's uh, co- competition to an extent. Yeah, I agree. And also, they they are being groomed, as you said, to wrestle WWE style. And Lesnar has a unique style of his own, and he adds a different dynamic to every single match that he's in. I mean, that triple threat match is one of the best matches I've seen for the last ten years at the Royal. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was down to Lesnar. I mean, Rollins and Cena could, would have had a great match by themselves, don't get me wrong, but Lesnar adds a different um, dynamic to any match he's in. Yeah, it's so, he is what he's trying to be. That, that, that's the thing. He, 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 when we were talking earlier about being extensions of wrestlers, good, the best wrestlers have always been extensions of, of, of what the real life character is. And that's what Lesnar is. He's a hard bastard. And that's the role he plays in WWE. And that's why it works so well. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I, I'll say that's that's a, that's for another pod. But I do think the competition thing is a massive, you know. I mean, I remember back in the eighties, and you know, when you had WWE and WCW, you know, there was always that. You, you know, I mean, all right, some people watch both, but because I mean, over here we didn't get to watch. You know, the old, I only started, started watching WCW in about 91 when it was on ITV about 2 o'clock in the morning, you know. Um, so probably not so many people watched it. But, you know, whenever someone went over, whenever Luger, when he went over, or Flair, or Goldberg, they'd already been built up as a, you know, a character, yeah. as a star. It, it was a it big was deal. And, and, and you couldn't wait. It was like you thought, if Ric Flair comes over... Oh, now we get to see Ric Flair against Hogan. We get to see Ric Flair against Savage. That can't happen today. That just exactly. literally can't happen. No one wants to see fucking Eric Young v Daniel Bryan or Bobby Roode v Triple H. It's it, it just, it just not on the same level. I like, I'm a fan of TNA and I think, the, I think around 2007, 2009, maybe a bit earlier, when they had like Christian Cage and Angle went there and Booker T went there, it did have respect as a wrestling business, I think. But then Hogan come in, Russo come in, Bischoff come in, and it just went to shit. But I just think now if like, if TNA went tits up, really, apart from Kurt Angle, who would you take off that roster? I think Bobby Roode Bobby yeah. might get a chance, Samoa Joe might get a chance, but maybe MVP, but not many more. I mean, Samoa Joe was quite, as you say, I don't know how many years ago, five, six, seven years ago, Samoa Joe, you know, was was quite, you know, you could have seen him coming over, and you know, it, he was it, there. He was there at one point. If you, if you look on YouTube, there's a match he had with Sa Rios, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure I read it in an interview with Foley that Joe was the original guy who he wanted for um, Umaga, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Foley, yeah. Foley put a word in with Vince, and he's he meant to have phoned Umaga, and um, sorry, he's meant to have phoned Joe. I said, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is he wants to give you the contract. 
the bad news is you're going to be in like a cannibal who eats raw fish on the way to the ring and stuff like that. And, and, and that, 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 somehow Joe, fair play to him, he turned the deal down. But Joe, Joe, Joe would have been good in WWE. He's got a stiff style. He, he's something, he's got a unique look, I think, because he's, he's, he's like a, he's, he's a fat, heavy guy, but he's very agile. So I, I think Joe would have been a success around 2006, 2007. Look at the matches he had with Angle in 2006 when Angle first went over to TNA. They were the best matches of Kurt Angle's career at the time. Great series. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's he's, he's one, you know, I can remember. I mean, as you say, Christian Cage went over there. He'd done really well, but then they brought him back because he'd already been just Christian before. Do you know what I mean? He was... Um, they brought, as you said before, they never bring anyone back like they like with Bully White, Bully Bubba Ray in the Rumble. They 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 sort of like bring them back and sort of like to shit on them a bit, you know. Don't mention what they've done elsewhere, but then they've always done that, haven't they? Kurt Angle will go back to WWE one day, I think, and, and he'll get shit on. He, he won't mention none of his TNA accomplishments or nothing like that, but. I, I think Angle will go back and he'll have one last maybe run because there's money to be made on putting Angle in the Hall of Fame and bringing a DVD out on him because as, as far as in-ring at wrestler, it's probably only Shawn Michaels who puts him closer. Uh, Angle, like, he, he's probably my favourite in-ring wrestler to watch him, but I know Triple H isn't a big fan. Um, I don't think he was a big fan when Angle was a, a member of the WWE roster. Um, I think he was guilty. I think he sort of stole Triple H's funding in 2000. Um, but I think Angle is the one guy who, who, if he did go back to the Wii, if his old the Wii music hit on Raw, I think it'd get a bit of a pop. Maybe. Well, he wanted to go. I mean, he, I think he's just signed back with TNA, but there yeah, was a big yeah. Willie Won't He, you know, there was a big Willie Won't He a few months ago over where he was going. And he, I think he really wanted to go back. And I think he actually did say this would be his last contract. And I did yeah. think, from what he was saying, that... that I mean, he was really putting a, like, hanging his hand out, saying, help me, help me. Do you know what I mean? You know, he yeah. really was, and, 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 and he hasn't gone. So, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, it would be nice, but I'm thinking there, uh, was this the last chance saloon? I mean, with all these problems, do you know what I mean? He, he's, um, you know, was this, was this the last chance saloon? I mean, you don't, I mean, a bit like Sting. I mean, you know, the Sting now that they've brought in is, is, you know, I don't know about a bat. I think he needs a walking stick, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> it's it's not the sting that I remember with a with a white hair and the face paint and you know doing the the, the scorpion splash and all that sort of thing. You know, it's it's too late, isn't it? It's too late. He'll be he'll be in a gimmick match or something. I think I don't think he'll be able to carry like a full like twenty minute, twenty five minute wrestling match. He'll be in some sort of gimmick match with Triple H. I think. No old bad or last man standing. Yeah. I think Triple H will do his best to protect him, though, and, and kind of hide any of his weaknesses. And especially because it's his first match in WWE, I think the crowd will be very forgiving if he's not as good um, if, you know, as, as, as he once was. But of course, he's not going to be because he's in his 50s, but they'll be, they'll be forgiving to an extent. Yeah, there's a reason he's been put in with Triple H. The, the, the dream match for years was Sting v The Undertaker, but... I just don't think you can trust them two to go out and have a good match by themselves. The condition they're both in, the ages of both them. But it'd be like the it'd be like the geriatric match, wouldn't it? I think yeah. looking at match of mine a few years ago. Yeah, big Brett and Vince McMahon from a few <laughs> years ago as well. But I just think um, Triple H is responsible, and and, and he, he, he as a heel, he, he can make a face look good. Yeah, I mean, to, just to touch on what you said about um, Taker and, and WrestleMania, I mean. For the last few years, there's been apparently it's up to him. He decides about, you know, January time whether his body's up to it, and he lets them know, you know. And obviously, each year he, he has the last few WrestleManias. I mean, after the, the Shawn Michaels, then the Triple H one, and the end of an era. I mean, it's like anything. It's like when your favourite TV program, you know, and and you know whatever films you want, Rocky in between. I don't know whatever. You know, as good as it is, sometimes it should end at a certain point, you know, and it should be left with the fans wanting more and more. But there's always that thing there of when the fans want more and more, it's like, well, all right, we give it a year and then yeah. I'll go back. And then it ruins the, 
you know, I mean, if it, if he'd ended it at the end of an era, then we wouldn't have seen him in with CM Punk, with who he beat, and and Lesnar. But do we now want to see him in with Bray? I mean, like. It should, have been Bray. it should have been Bray last year. If anyone was going to end the streak, it should have been someone like Reigns or Bray or Ambrose or a young star last year. My, my perfect scenario for Taker to, for, for the streak to end was to... I wanted them to win, win the title at Mania, um, put his career on the line, win the title, and then someone come in with the money in the bank briefcase and just cash in at the end of the match. It would have ended the streak. It would have created a new star and it would have got someone major heel eat. That was my plan for Taker, but... I just don't know what they're going to do now. I thought this year they might have them win the Royal Rumble and defeat Lesnar at Mania, win the title, and then obviously he squared the series with Lesnar and then he could have just retired on Raw the next night because he just doesn't look like he should be wrestling no more. I think the end is near, but I've been saying that since he was fighting Triple H at Mania a couple of years back, but I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen in that match. I don't think... I don't... Bray lost to Cena last year. Is he going to lose to Taker this year at Mania? No, it's just really... I don't know. I think they're just looking at that from a storyline point because I think the promos between the pair will be good and some of the action will be good. It'll be stiff, but I just don't... I really feel sorry for the loser in that match. Well, just just one last thing on that. Um, Next year's WrestleMania is in... Texas. Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Um, I heard say that that for an NBA match, they they managed to get 108,000 in there. So I think they're talking about maybe trying to break that, so breaking the all-time attendance record. Now, it's in Texas, which is his home state. Obviously, there's talk of, you know, we go in this further down the line, but there's talk of, like, Austin having one last match. But that would be, you would think that Taker would want to be in, in, in that WrestleMania. So, But the pictures you've seen of him lately, I mean, he looks... Like he looks like an old man, even in them lime green um, cycling uh, get up that he had on. But he looks like an old man, and you know if you're going to have him go out with a swan song, I mean I don't think it makes no sense for him losing there to Bray. If he's going to, you know, they've done the thing with Lesnar, he should have been the one. Like there should be one. If he's going to lose, he should only lose once. But you you're thinking that next year. Texas farewell match, maybe you know, not necessarily a retirement match, but a farewell match and stick him in the old frame. What, what do you think? Well, I think, um, with say people have been saying that for years about Taker that you know he's getting on and he should retire, but the difference was he was still having great matches against Triple H, HBK, CM Punk. But last year, he it was the first time he really looked his age, didn't he? I mean, he got the concussion very early on in the match. And then after the match, I think backstage he collapsed, was taken to um, uh, taken to hospital, spent spent the night there. Um, I I don't think he's an, in any condition to be working long matches anymore. Well, maybe maybe he can prove me wrong, but I just thought last year in particular he looked he did look his age. I agree. I agree. Great. Should, yeah. should we talk about that on the next podcast, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I hope everyone's enjoyed today. It's been, I mean, we've scratched the surface a bit, but there's plenty of topics. Cena, you know, and we haven't even touched on the old stuff, Ogan, and plenty of other topics we can do. And then obviously, next time we reconvene, um, where there have been a couple of roars, and we'll, we'd have, you know, we might be a bit more clearer with, with what they're going to do, and we'd have heard the announcement from Triple H. So. There's plenty of um, plenty of juicy stuff to come, I think. And um, on, on that note, I think um, it's time for us to all leave the building. <laughs> Cheers for the chat, guys. I enjoyed that. Same here. Oh, thanks. Guys. Yeah. thanks.